Welcome to Hoops Coaching A to Z with Coach Terry Canova. This is a deep dive into everything coaching. Join my husband and his coaching friends from around the country as they explore the ins and outs of their profession. Big thanks to everyone who's contributed to making this podcast a huge success in its first year, reaching over 14 countries. Please continue to help the podcast grow by subscribing, leaving a five-star comment, and sharing it with your friends. Here you go, sweetie. I think you can take it from here. So these days, a lot of people are talking about, hey, make sure you go to your mom and pop stores and and buy locally and support your your local businesses. Well, that's what we are with Toes in the Sand Travel. We love doing what we do, and we love helping our friends out. And keep in mind, there are no fees ever from us. We get paid on the back end by the vendor. So please support your local business. It really means a lot to us, and we'd love to help. Tell them a little bit about it, Kim. One thing I want to add to that, because yes, absolutely, we appreciate any support. Uh, But we take this very personally. I answer my phone pretty much 24 hours a day, a text message, a phone call. If you are on, uh, off on the destination somewhere and you have an issue, uh, I'm ready to answer the phone. And you don't always get that um, with these larger companies. Sometimes it's hard to get someone to help you. So that's something that I think makes us a little bit different, sets us apart. Uh, we'll hold your hand from the beginning to the end. And then I want to know all about it. I want to see pictures. I want to know what you loved and what you may want to do differently next time because it means a lot to me and these people are more like our family by the te- by the time we finish the process. So yeah, Toes in the Sand Travel, please give me or Kim the opportunity to match or beat any quotes you had. It doesn't cost you a penny to reach out. Let us know what you're looking at. Let us know what kind of quotes you've gotten so far and let us see what we can do to make that better for you. We'd love to help you out. Hey, welcome to this week's episode, Hoops Coaching A to Z with me, Coach C. I've got, for the first time ever, we've got three guests on here this week. I've got uh, an old friend who you guys have heard from before, my man, Coach Brad Hodge. What's up, Brad? Yo, what's up, Coach Canola? Hey, man. We also have two of my seniors. Actually, I've only got two. We got them both here today. First, Senior Bailey Washington. How are you, B? I'm good. And finally, Elizabeth Metter, another senior. What's up, E? Hey. All right, guys. Well, look, what we're going to do this week, a little bit different. And, you know, normally we've got a guest in here and, and you get to hear hear from just two of us. T- today, there'll be four. And and this week's episode is going to be on leadership. And, and I thought there was no better way to discuss this topic. It was number one with, with a coach that I respect in coach Brad Hodge, but also two seniors I have that, that are outstanding leaders. Um, let me tell a quick story first, before we get going with, with, with the topic at hand, when, when I think of these two seniors, uh, b- both of them are, are extremely different. And, and I think that's one of the things coaches you need to realize is that all seniors and all leaders are going to be different. And, and let me backtrack a little bit. And Brad, you can account for this. You don't have to be a senior to be a leader. And also just because you're a senior doesn't make you a leader. And so 
uh, absolutely important for coaches to realize you can't force people to be leaders. Um, but with these two, I, I guess the best way I can explain them to you guys at home is number one, Elizabeth is like the mom of the team. She, she's that kind of leader. She's like the mom. Bailey is like the cool aunt. <laughs> right, B? See, B shaking hand over there and Elizabeth just yep. covering her face because I got I got him pegged. I got him pegged right there. But but no, in, in all seriousness, uh, two incredible, incredible leaders, while they're very different, both incredible. I'll give you give you a quick, quick example. Yesterday's road trip. So we go to New Orleans. We go play in New Orleans. We uh, we had an issue. We had no one to video our game. So we uh, w- what I decided to do is we had we travel with three girls who are both varsity and JV. So we decided, okay, we'll let each one do a quarter. One with the first, one with the second, one with the third. And if things were in our favor and we were able to play some of the young kids, I would let someone else go up and video. Well, I tell my two seniors, all right, you guys rock, paper, scissors, see who gets to do the video. Immediately, Bailey goes, now, nah, coach, I got it. Bailey took it, no questions asked. Bailey was our videographer. An example for Elizabeth, we're on the bus. We're arriving at, at our location. Again, we don't travel with a manager. We, we let our players handle things. The, the uh, bag of basketballs is sitting right behind my, my seat. We arrive. I do what I always do, reach over, my, look over my shoulder, say, all right, guys, somebody grab the basketballs. We have maybe two, three underclassmen walk right past them. I guess what they were waiting is they were waiting for our lone freshman to grab them. Well, instead, the fourth person comes along. It's Elizabeth, one of our seniors, and Elizabeth grabs him and she takes him. You know, so so that's just two examples of of our girls, just little things. But but Brad, as you know, little things become big things. Absolutely, absolutely. That's a, kudos to both of y'all for stepping in uh, when not asked to. And as a coach, that's what you love: have things done without having being told. Again, that's uh, that's another sign of leadership. But uh, when your senior leaders and your your upperclassmen are leading that way, um, uh, it, it just it just creates that culture of a program. And those younger underclassmen will figure it out. And one day they'll be in that role, and they'll they'll see that. Um, and so you just you're setting that example that it will continue further and further. So um, you know that, that says a lot about what you got going with those two and and their character, uh, which will you know help them in their their future lives as, as uh, their college life, whatever career path they choose. Uh, and then hopefully in their, their relationship lives that they, you know, they can use those uh, character qualities that uh, you want to have. Uh, I, I have to say though, it also says a lot that you weren't like Texas A&M. You, at least you didn't leave your uniforms at home and you have to take a technical. <laughs> yes. I heard about you know, that. Heard. You know, the, the, the thing is unique about that. Not a player realized they didn't have a uniform. Uh, nobody else on the staff recognized that, but Buzz Williams stepped up and took responsibility for, for that mistake because he was a former manager and normally they keep him in his, in his hotel room. So he didn't blow, uh, throw anybody under the bus, didn't blame anybody. Now that's publicly. Now, there may be some, some butt chewing going on in right. privately, but regardless, he took responsibility. Once again, 
upper level leadership taking taking role. And I mean, that's why they have such a good culture uh, there at Texas A&M. Yeah, for sure. And now, Brad, I, I want to I'm going to turn over the mic to you in one second and let you talk about some examples of, of, of some leaders that you've had in your past teams. But before we do that, I, I want to go. I'm going to let each senior uh, have have the floor for a second. And, and what I'd like for you, each of you to do is just in anything that, that comes up about leadership, uh, maybe some leaders uh, that, that you, you've had on your teams in the past that, that, that you, you respected, that, that they did, some examples, uh, anything like that regarding leadership. Uh, Bailey, you first. Uh, what, what can you share with us in regards to leadership? Um, leadership. It's very important in a team and like as a senior, it's more important because everyone looks up to you and you have people following in your footsteps. And one senior that I remember very well is Seth, Sarah Elizabeth, because she always made sure everyone had their uniforms. She was always cheering everyone on and she was just a great leader. So, so, so uh, Seth sticks out to you and, 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 uh, People who have listened to this podcast have heard the story, Bailey, about Seth the day she was sick and the extremes that she went to to play in, in that game. Uh, I won't relive it. Uh, our, our listeners will have to go back and listen to that, that episode. But in Seth's own words, she talked about uh, some things that she did that was above, way above and beyond, uh, you know, what players are asked to be a leadership. So, yes, yeah, Seth was was absolutely a tremendous leader for us. Uh, what, what about you, uh, e, anything jump out to you? Um, the first person I think of is probably Avery because especially like not even on the court, she was a great leader off the court. She was just positive and had so much energy. And even though she couldn't play a lot of the time, she was still supporting everyone else. Yeah, you know, uh, the, th that jumps out to me a lot as well. and. And probably because, you know, unfortunately, she did have have several injuries that that kept her out. And and she we had the opportunity for her. Unfortunately for her, we got to see her lead from a different position as, as, a, as the typical senior leaders or, or typical leaders on the team, because while, while she wasn't able to play, her impact was was still tremendously felt you know by by our entire group uh Co coach hodge so so fill us in tell us a little bit about uh some leaders that you might have had and and some things that uh, you've come across uh, i'd hate to start listing examples because i may i may blow by somebody and forget uh sure. you know there's been some good leadership uh some of it um, it, it is on to their, their own personality. Uh, I go back to the quote Don Meyer, I used to hear him say, and I think it's a Dr. Seuss quote, um, be who you is, because if you is who you ain't, you ain't who you is. <laughs> like um, and a dummy like me can remember that one. Yeah. All these other high IQ quotes, I can't remember though that well, but um, you, know, you got to be who you are as, as a leader. And each leader that we've had in various programs uh, led in their way in their personality. Unfortunately, I've also seen some that just could not handle that, uh, that role, that responsibility. Um, and probably they could handle better. They just did not know how to deliver the message. Uh, 
deliver it to their teammates. And, um, you know, they probably were catapulted into that role. And I heard a quote this week earlier by James Clear, um, who wrote the book Atomic Habits. Uh, it's expectations without effort equals entitlement. So that expectation probably was there, but there was no effort put together. And so it was entitled and it was not received well by, by the teammates. Uh, and when you don't have that, um, you know, it just creates a dysfunction, a disharmony. Um, you, you know, as a coach, you're, you're swimming upstream at that point. Because, you know, the, the, John Gordon wrote that book, you win in the locker room first. Uh, if you win that locker room and have the leaders take care of the locker room, it's a lot easier to coach. The, the best coaching I get credit for, um, I did zero coaching. Uh, probably the best example I can give, we had a situation we did, this is when I was junior college coach, and um, we always did Wednesday morning devotionals and started at 7 o'clock. And I walked in maybe 7.01, 7.02, and the team was already in the dining hall private area having a meeting and they said coach you need to step out we got to take care of something i said all right y'all got five minutes five minutes it was taken care of all right you, we're good we settled it we squared it up and so they took care of that made my job easier as a coach you know and stretch strategically all i had to prepare for make sure we were where we needed to be so the letting teams handle it tactfully and, you know, and not sometimes you do have to have a confrontation, uh, but letting them handle that tactfully and moving forward, then then that's that's where it all begins as a coach. And you'll see a lot of teams gain so much momentum come. I'm going to use basketball for the reference, uh, you know, January, February, March, because they, they've gone through the trials and tribulations. And now they're coming through and they come together. They found their cohesiveness. And you've also seen teams fall apart. Um, you know, I think a good example right now, is watching you know the the, the uh, college football playoffs the TCU you know there's a there's a cohesiveness and there's a leadership within that team uh, that's pretty strong so you know again I, I'd hate to I'd hate to shun somebody and start naming names but I, you know those are some of the examples but again I, I think when in that locker room makes your teams handle that but the quote I'll lead on I'll lean on and hopefully you two young ladies can can hear this and I say this as a as a coach as a leader as a mentor I learned this later in my career but I, I don't remember the the source but true leadership is for the benefit of the followers not the enrichment of the leader and when the leader's trying to take all the credit and and, and fame and glory from it you, that's it's not effective it's not healthy but when it benefits the followers then you know, you're going to see a lot more success. And unfortunately, in our culture, you see that in our society. You know, we got political problems today still because there's not true leadership and, and uh, it's for the enrichment of the leader, not the benefit of the followers. So my family and I want to use Toes in the Sand Travel can you walk us through the process and how do we go about paying for that? Great question. Okay, first of all, I will get just a tiny bit of information like uh, where do you think you want to go? Do we have approximate dates? And how many people would like to go? The next step, I'll start collecting information about, uh, you know, basically answering the questions on your wish list. And we'll narrow it down to the few possibilities that work best for you and your family. As far as paying, 
Uh, every vendor is a little bit different, but for the most part, they all want you to put down some form of deposit, and then you can either make payments along the way until the final payment date, or some of them offer a little bit better deal if you pay it all off at once. So it really depends on your budget and what works best for you. Double back, you just mentioned James Clear, Atomic Habits. Uh, for those of you listeners, I have not read the book yet. However, this week, most recently, uh, on the Tim Ferriss podcast, if you guys have not listened to the Tim Ferriss podcast, you need to jot that down, T-I-M-F-E-R-R-I-S-S. James Clear is on there. James Clear is his guest. Uh, I actually listened to it on the way to New Orleans yesterday. It was so good. I restarted it again today. And I'm going back and listening for a second time, but uh, talks about uh, it's it's James Clear and they talking about his book Atomic Habits and talks about some different things like. Let that. me uh-huh. let me interrupt you real quick. He's also on Lewis House this week, so I, I, I take it there's they're on a book publishing preparation yes. tour or whatnot. Yes. But yes. Um, he was on Lewis House this week. It was fantastic, about an hour and change topic, but uh, that's where I actually heard the quote itself. But uh, really good, really good. His 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 stuff is really really good for leadership and, and individual personal growth. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He's making the rounds right now for sure. Uh, but, uh, but, but going back to our leaders. So the, the thing that, that I hope, and I think, uh, I think Elizabeth and Bailey know, uh, but, but younger players as they continue to mature and continue to go up, you know, kind of raise up that ladder is it, it can come in, in so many forms. You know, uh, Elizabeth is really good. And again, I jokingly referred to her as, as kind of the mom and, 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 and Bailey kind of nodded in agreement there. Uh, I'll give you another example with Elizabeth. I, I sent Elizabeth a menu uh, yesterday or two days ago uh, for our trip. And all I asked Elizabeth to do, at least I, in my mind, now Elizabeth may disagree, in my mind, I just said, hey, share this with everybody and then let let your teammates message me what they want and I'll compile it. So I waited a little while. I didn't get anything at all. I, I figured, you know, once she sent that message out, I would start getting messages. And, and normally I know what order they're going to come in. It'll be, you know, our most responsible players first. Then it'll be a couple. Then it'll be a couple. And then I'll get one three hours later, you know, so that's kind of what I was expecting the usual, you know, well, I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. Well, then lo and behold, I get this message from Elizabeth. She had already compiled everything. She took it. She compiled it. She gave me the entire list. I didn't have to do anything. I felt useless, you know? Uh, So, so that's an example. Um, Bailey, as, as I mentioned with her, she, she's not, She's not that kind of leader that's going to put her foot down, you know, uh, in, in many cases. But but with with Bailey, you see you see her leading in a different way. You see Bailey when there's a timeout. She's one of the first ones. If she's not already in the game, she she's on the on the sideline. She's the first one clapping. She's the first one dapping everybody up. You know, all of those things. It could be a player that really doesn't say anything at all. I, I, I think back of uh, 
a player I had a few years ago that, that didn't say anything at all, but practiced harder than anybody else and played harder than anybody else. You do that. Sometimes you don't have to say anything. The, the, players, the players see that and, 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 and that, that's modeled. The, the, the key is to do things that are positive for the end result of your team and do it in a way, and I think you mentioned this, Brad, where it's not taken the wrong way by your teammates and they learn that, hey, this is our culture. This is the way we do things at UMS Right. This is the way we do things at whatever your school is. This is the way to do things. And what happens, it snowballs, you know? And so now instead of having two leaders, now the next year you have four leaders or next year you have five leaders. And now, you know, when you, as a coach, when you get really lucky is when you have one that's a freshman or a sophomore and, and doesn't mind taking some of that leadership role. And then, uh, then you really, then you're really rolling. Then, then you're really going. Cause if you, if you can have a leader, you know, for more than one year, that's, the, you know, that's absolutely best case scenario. And I'll say one other thing with that. And, and I know Bailey and Elizabeth can kind of attest to this last year as juniors, I would send them little things from time to time, responsibility things, so they can kind of start practicing that, you know, and I've started doing that a little bit with that this year with our juniors. Instead of asking my seniors to do something, I'll ask my juniors to do something and, and, and behind the scenes so, so they can begin learn, learning how to handle that. Dave, I wanted to jump in on that. I'm gonna mm -hmm. come back to the quote I said about truly if it's for the benefit of the followers. The two the examples you gave of, of your two young ladies in the beginning, it was for the benefit of the followers. What they did was not for themselves. Right. It was for the follow for the teammates, what they were doing for their teammates. And and that carries a long way uh, with just leading by example. Uh, you know, you don't have to say a whole lot, let your actions do the do the kind of do the talking for you. Um, but but Here's the other part, and I, you know, you got to give a little credit to yourself on that. Um, and I'll refer to the book Lead for God's Sake. You know, are you leading with your heart or are you leading with a hatchet? And that book got my attention years ago when I read it. Um, you know, and I probably at period of times I, I probably led with a hatchet, led by fear. Uh, but you're leading a program with love. I've seen your teams play, I've you know, I've when you bring them to camps to when y'all would play here in Birmingham, I've been around you for a long time and I know where your heart's at. Your players know where your heart's at. Um, sometimes they may not feel that way. They might get the wrath of you, uh, <laughs> but you know, they know where your heart's at and they know that you love them and that you care about them and they're willing to do what they got to do. So that makes your, makes that easier for them to step into those roles. And if there's pushback, they know that you're going to support them, um, you know, if their teammates not respecting their leadership and the, the actions that they're taking. So uh, kudos to you for that. You've created that culture over the years, and, and you've been around most of them probably since they were entered in kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. So they, they've known you as, on all kinds of aspects, as the fun PE coach to, to the coaches fire them up in the locker room and, you know, threaten them without getting food or something of that nature. <laughs> well, um, 
let's go back to our seniors here for a second. So, so, so Bailey, if, 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 if you could just kind of talk about this team, talk about, you know, what you, uh, I guess what you think in your own heart is the most important thing that you bring to the team, not just the basketball ability, but, 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 but some other things, what, what do you think you, you, some of your qualities bring to the team? Um, I think I bring like encouragement, if that makes sense. Like I always cheer everybody on if someone's not having a good day, I just let them know that like, we got to keep pushing and tomorrow will be better. Or, and um, I just think I just keep pushing everybody to their potential. Yep, good. What about you, E? What you think, babe? Um, well, you know, with the team with a bunch of teenage girls, sometimes a little immaturity can get out of hand. I think I just bring mainly like a bunch of serious emotion and stuff. Like when things get out of hand, I'm like, okay, y'all, we gotta settle down. Like we're about to play, time to focus in, that kind of stuff. You know, and 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 Coach Hodge can attest. You you guys don't know how how important both of those things are you, you know uh quite honestly now what, what ba bailey's role as, as a leader is easier uh but well let me, let me go back and brad can, can can agree or disagree bailey's role is easier from my personality because i'm more like bailey you guys might not think that way but i'm more like bailey i'd rather just be the cheerleader i'd rather just be dapping everybody up not everybody's like that but unfortunately we don't have and it's probably a girl thing we don't have enough leaders like you elizabeth because sometimes girls are so worried about being liked and and so and, and not just girls, guys too. I've, I, I'm a little bit like that. You, you, you're so consumed with being liked, you don't want to step on anybody's toes. And so, in 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 some cases, th there are things that need to get done that don't. Some things, some requirements that need to, need to happen that don't get done because the the the, the leaders on the team don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And it ends up hurting a team in the long run. So, so, so trust me, as as both of your coaches, it, it it's it's awesome to me to because you guys are a perfect blend of 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 a of a perfect scenario of what I need a, a, as a coach. What, what do you say about that, Brad? Yes, you got to have a balance. You know, for for the the analogy, lack of but there's probably a better way to put it, but it just comes to me. Batman had to have a Robin, you know, you always have to have a counterpart that's not too dynamic forces going the same direction. Um, and it fits their personality. I would presume from what you know of them and they can speak for themselves, but it kind of fits and they're comfortable in that role. But certainly you have to have that. And I, I'm going to give an example because I, I just recently watched the Redeem team. Um, I think it's a Netflix or a Hulu or something, but it's, it was the team is the Olympic team with LeBron and Kobe and they brought Kobe back. Well, you got two strong personalities. Well, LeBron had to take on the kind of the clown, the cut-up role to lighten the lighten the tension with the team because Kobe was just laser locked and and was not 
received very well by many in the league at that point in time, just because he just didn't have a personality. He, he was just all about Kobe getting better and, and being successful, which obviously it was, he was very successful, but to watch how they were worried, how those personalities blend and they just naturally went and it worked for that team and it helped them. And it, LeBron got to have a little fun too. Now, is he that way with the Lakers now and so forth? Very unlikely. Um, and, and, and my LeBron critic will come in and say, maybe he should be, uh, but it's good that you can have that, have that balance. And, and, but you also know the person is like, all right, let's straighten the ship, let's tighten the sails. Uh, Cause we got to keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, girls, well, we, we got, we got to wrap this up here uh, pretty quickly. Uh, one, one final note uh, from each of you, uh, Elizabeth, we'll let you go first this time. Thoughts, uh, any comments on on leadership and and moving forward with uh, this team and, and your senior year? Um, I think it's going to be good to start getting some of the younger girls, especially the juniors, to start stepping up in those leadership roles. And a lot of them already have in different ways. But I think it's important that we start bringing that out more in them. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, it's something that that it's a, it's an evolutionary process. It just, you know, you just can't snap your fingers and, and, and make it happen. But, but, but I agree. I, I've, I've seen, I've seen them, you know, really, really continue to grow and, and, and gone from just being silly 100% of the time to, to now that they're learning how to turn it on and off. And, and a lot of that is because we're asking more from them on the court as well. And they taking more ownership in, in that as well. Uh, what about you, B? I was going to say the same thing. I'm excited to see how the younger ones are going to find their voice and their leadership in the next years and excited to see how these juniors are going to step up next year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brad, fi final words, man. It's always well, good to I, have you on here. I'm, I got no, nothing worth crap saying. You know, <laughs> nobody wants to listen to me. I'm going to jump back in. I'm going to ask the two ladies questions. Okay. But before I do, in case we get cut on time, you know, good luck. The rest of the year, um, I'm watching you from afar here in Birmingham. I expect to see you here as a participant. Um, no spectating, uh, so I expect to see you guys here and be rooting you on when 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 that time comes. Uh, but question, no statement. Tell me, each one of you got one good Coach Canova story. You, you I, I say it now. We have five minutes, so it, you you got it. You got to make it good. I know. All right, so uh, Elizabeth, come on first. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, good, bad, funny. The the lucky quarter that you had like two years ago. I can't remember. Was it two years ago? Uh, yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. He we won the coin toss for area and he brought this quarter with him like everywhere we went to all of our games and then the one game he didn't have the quarter we lost and so he <laughs> called it like the lucky quarter <laughs> well hey hey brad in reality i had already lost it but the week before i told him i had it so so it just goes to show you that <laughs> we really didn't have anything. <laughs> it was the psyche it didn't have anything to do with the quarter uh, bailey bailey better be nice now what you got um don't worry, I won't let him run you. You can be, you don't have to be nice. 
I think my favorite story. Anytime we go to New Orleans, we always walk around everywhere for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) We do. uh, You see, my wife, even though she's not around as much as I am, she's our bookkeeper. She's around a lot. My wife has done rubbed off on Bailey because all my wife does is cry about me wanting to walk around the city. Uh, it's it, it's it's great exercise, great energy. Well, well, thankfully, Brad, they they didn't have any uh any horrible stories about me. So it just goes to show you. See, I'm a lot more warm and fuzzy than I used to be. They don't have any. Yeah. Crazy stories. But when y'all come to Birmingham, I'll share some good ones for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, guys, hey, I, I, I appreciate each of you. Uh, I think I think some coaches out here listening to this will have have value. This is one that that coaches you might want to even even let let your team in on because it's important to you, you got to. The, the the win in the locker room first. Uh, ironically, I actually pulled that book from my bookshelf, and I'm gonna be spending some extra time with Bailey and Elizabeth this week. We're doing something called Project Engage at UMS, and I I, I pulled a couple a couple books that I'm gonna have them kind of look through a little bit, and that is one of the one of the books uh, because you must win in the locker room first. It's it's about creating a culture. It's about it's about doing things the right way. Um, and I really, really think that that we've got a team that that understands that, that gets it, and and that's why, you know, we're having the success we are. Um, but hey, I, I appreciate each of you. Um, we'll uh, and, and as far as our listeners, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We look forward to hearing you uh, or or speaking to you again uh, next week. And uh, until then, have a wonderful, wonderful week. Take care, guys. That's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode. A big thank you to everyone who has continued to make this podcast become so popular. Please continue to share with your friends and colleagues. And when you have time, please take a minute to give it a five-star rating. Until then, we'll see you on the next episode.